This is Aaron Levine with another episode of And Insurance. And we're here today with John Majeski, Serve Pro of Eatontown Long Branch, and a second Serve Pro office in Hackensack and Little Ferry. And I always forget the Little Ferry part, but I got it this time because John refreshed me before we before we got started. So John and I know each other for a long time. We both started our businesses, you know, in and around the same couple of years time frame. Uh, John is a great resource when my clients need help, unfortunately, um, but that's his business. So give us like a 30 second overview of what ServPro is. And then I want to kind of dive into tying it into insurance and everything you do and how you help us and how we work together. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for having me of on course. here today. So ServPro uh, of Eatontown Long Branch, ServPro Hackensack, Little Ferry. So we specialize in fire and water damage, mold remediation, sewage cleanup, biohazard cleanup, what I always tell people, if it's dirty or nasty, <laughs> we clean it up. <laughs> so if it's dirty or nasty, call you, you know, when that, that sewer, bre that toilet backs up and there's water and sewage all over the crawl space, that's you guys? Absolutely. Don't call the plumber, call you first, clean it up. Then the plumber can put the new pipes together. Uh, absolutely. Sometimes the plumber needs to get there before we get there. But when people are running away from it, or going, ew, like that's what we do all day long. <laughs> so you said biohazard. Yeah. Right. Like we don't normally dip into the biohazard, although we've had death happen in homes and we've called Surf Pro to, you know, clean up the remnants after the body has been taken away. Unfortunately, you do any crime scene. Yeah. So we've done some um, crime scene cleanup. Um, one of the most interesting ones we had was a situation where the SWAT team had to come in. And they were shooting tear gas canisters all over this house. Oh, my God. So there was tear gas throughout this, like, 2,500-square-foot house. And we had to clean everything, had to rebuild everything as well, because we also do reconstruction okay. as well. So we're a full-service restoration company. And you won't believe the damage that the tear gas canisters will, will do. They go right through walls. Wow. Um, and they look like little missiles. So right. that was interesting because we had to clean the whole entire house. That's wild. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm more picturing like Dexter and all the plastic everywhere and, you know, having to clean up the blood splatter, like the fun stuff, you know, not the fun stuff, sorry, the TV stuff <laughs> TV when it comes stuff. to that stuff. That's wild. But that's not the stuff we talk about every day. A lot of your job is you get that call at three o'clock in the morning because, you know, a house caught fire. The fire department's done with the water. Now we got to board it up. Absolutely. Like, does your phone ring in the middle of the night? It does. So my phone went off at, uh, I think it was 2.30 this morning. We had a customer okay. that had a, a flooded basement, had a broken hot water heater. So it's 24-7, 365, never stops. Uh, <laughs> What's your wife say about that? She she she's understanding she knows that's the way it is we <laughs> when when uh, we were dating she's now, used to it she's used to it so we've been married i've been in the business for uh, 13 years we've been married for 12 and we were dating while i started the business so she's 100 you know, so she's she's grown up in it so have your children they've grown up into absolutely. into this and you know when daddy's phone rings that's when the money's being made too so yeah, absolutely we, yeah. people need us we, 24 7 <laughs> We all have to do it, but, you know, having to keep your ringer on, you know, in the middle of the night, like, honey, I got to go, you know, as long as she doesn't think it's somebody else, you know, it's, you're, you're, <laughs> she knows you're fine. You're fine with that. Um, so John, just speak up a little bit more. Um, okay. We got to make sure we have perfect audio when we're, when we're out here. So get yourself a little closer, get comfortable. Um, we'll be, we'll be all good. So those fire and water cleanups, right? So when we write 
insurance and we talk mostly homeowners, but you also do a lot of commercial stuff, sprinkler, discharge related activities, you know, any of that kitchen cleanup stuff too. But when we're talking about a single family residence, right? Keep it, let's keep it super simple, right? We write a dwelling coverage, which is the replacement cost amount of that homeowner's policy, call it $500,000. People think, oh, I can rebuild my house for 400. Why do I need 500? Well, if there is a partial loss or even a total loss, the debris removal, cleanup, demolition has a significant expense to it because one, you're on call 24 seven. Two, you just have to be ready for any job that shows up. Three, if you need additional resources, you can bring them in and you're also experts in in what you do. So people don't often understand that there's a, a cost involved with that, the cleanup piece of it. They're like, oh, I got a little water in my basement. No problem, I'll just get it out. Like. It's not not that simple. How do you work with insurance companies when it comes to billing and right? Because you mostly bill the insurance company on a homeowner's yeah. on a home type fire situation, right? Yeah. So probably about 90, I would say 97% of the jobs that we do, they're all covered by insurance. The only time we run into things that aren't covered is if you have groundwater issues, not in mm -hmm. all cases, in some cases, um, and hurricanes with, with flooding, say if somebody doesn't have flood insurance right. or say somebody doesn't have that sump pump rider on their policy. So then they're paying out of pocket or if the limits on their uh, sump pump rider is, is less than it costs to clean up and then put everything back together. Right. But most of what we do is covered by insurance. Right. So we try that the sump pump rider, what do you bring up the water backup, sump pump, water overflow? Um, we try to keep that at about $10,000 for an average house. A lot of policies are at five. A lot of policies don't even have it in there. And it's always a huge mistake because, you know, when there's an issue, somebody wants to have the insurance, right? We all want Absolutely. that Chubb policy when we have a claim, but when we're buying the insurance, we don't want to pay for the insurance to, to get all of that. So managing and creating a good, reasonable policy that's going to cover that water backup issue, whether it's in the crawl space or on the first floor of the house or in the basement or that water heater that bursts and you have a cleanup issue related to that. These are all significant expenses um, that people aren't aware of, right? People look at this like, oh, my house isn't going to burn down, so I don't need a lot of insurance. Um, you know, so covering that stuff in, in the middle is important, but we like to make sure that there's that $10,000 limit at a minimum yeah. because we see the cleanup bills. We understand that it's a couple of thousand bucks to get you in the door and to have your crew set up for a couple of days, right? It doesn't, it's not a single day cleanup in most no, cases. Most like how, of them are three to five days. Three to five days of drying things out, removing things, putting things back together again, right? It's yeah. a lot of man hours, a lot of labor involved with getting getting jobs done. It is too. And then then like we were talking about before, the mobility, you know, the the mobility fees of, of going out in the middle of the night to always have those people ready. They're not necessarily sitting in the warehouse in the truck ready to go, but they're being paid to answer their phone when somebody right. calls at two thirty in the morning. So that's all that's all part of the expense. Not not fun, but at the same time, if I'm the homeowner, I want to make sure that I have that that capability, you know, to, to reach out to somebody when I, when I know I need them to get the job going. And so you did a job for me at my house a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember this. We had a drunk driver drive through the back of our fence and destroy these concrete pillars. So I had, you know, 4,000 pounds of concrete and that. bricks and in my driveway and, and there was glass cause one of the cars was destroyed, you know, so I called surf pro surf pro came out you know, it was about a day's worth of cleanup for your guys filling yeah. up the truck and, and hauling away all this debris. I mean, uh, the car insurance ultimately 
paid for the cleanup, um, which was good. So we made sure that we had the insurance in place to, to, to handle it. We covered the deductible, but you know, these are some of the jobs that you guys do do also. Yeah, things, things out of the ordinary, right? So that one wasn't dirty or nasty per se, but it was just something like random, right? It was a nuisance. A, a nuisance, you know, and you have uh, two, two young kids right? and they play in the yard and the last thing you want them to do is be in the yard, step on glass. Right. Right. So that's where we come in and do the dirty work of removing all the heavy bricks and concrete and all that stuff. And then doing the, the fine work, I guess you want to call it the little pieces of glass and getting all right. that up. Cause I have little kids as well. And that's the last thing you want is, you know, somebody to get hurt from something like right. that. So how did you get into the serve pro business? Give me a little bit of this background. Yeah. So, um, right out of school, I went to Virginia tech and right when I graduated, I went and worked in New York for about four years. I worked for a broker dealer and an investment advisor. I had my series seven, my 66 worked for a great company, great boss, but I didn't like what I did. <laughs> I didn't like the commute. I wasn't, I wasn't really into what I did. I mean, I did a good job at it, but it wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I'm one of those people, like, if you're not happy, you got to find, okay, what, you need to take action, do something right. about it. So I'm like, I'm at a point in my life where I need to either take this career to the next level or I need to find out what I'm going to do. And ever since I was a kid, I always want to have my own business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So when I made the decision that, hey, I'm not going to make Wall Street my career, I started looking at different business opportunities, um, looked at franchises, and I found ServPro. And it seemed like a fantastic business, which it is. You get to help people. Um, it's, you're a different place all the time. You're not dealing with one customer all the time. You're, you know, someplace for three to five days and then you get to help different people. So that kind of, uh, really kind of captivated me, did more research. I talked to some of Surpro's competitors and I ended up buying a Surpro franchise 13 years ago. That's so great. So talking about community, right? You spend a lot of time working in the community. We recently did a it wasn't a fish cleanup, but it almost was like a fish cleanup, right? We, you did yeah. a, you did a, you do a couple of cleanups a year along some of the waterfronts. You organize those. You do a numerous amounts of other volunteer activities. But the one day we were at the river, you know, it was after a major fish kill in the rivers for whatever reason, the algae blooms or bacteria or whatever it was, and yeah. you know, we were out there picking up all kinds of plastic and garbage and whatever else that gets washed up on the shores. It's, it's unbelievable. So you do that twice a year. How many times a year do you do that? We normally do it uh, twice a year. We're a beach captain with clean ocean action. That's okay. twice a year. And then we organize our own beach cleanups or beach cleanup or when, one we do with you was a river cleanup. Right. Um, so we normally do that twice a year. We do that one on earth day and the other time is in the fall right. that we do it. But yeah, there's so much garbage in the rivers. Um, like you and I were, we go to the beach, right? We go in the rivers and boat and do that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to see the garbage and I like to go clean it up. <laughs> basically what it comes down to. I'm I mean, that's what you do for work and for volunteer yeah. amongst other things. But I try to you know, teach my kids too, like, Hey, this is what you like. When we go to the beach, if we see garbage, like we, right. I show them like, Hey, when you see this, like you want to, you want to pick it up. That's so, awesome. So it's a way to teach them, give back to the community. It's a great habit to get into, uh, in, into also, but I, I recently did, you know, another podcast. Um, and we were talking about community and community involvement and, you know, the give back, to those that give to you. Um, and it's also good brand awareness, right? You yeah. do it in your community, you do it for yourself, for your family, but it also brings good brand awareness and goodwill, you know, throughout uh, everybody else within the community. So I think it's good business for anybody out there, 
you know, that wants some business tips, stay in your community, work as much as you can in the community and work with people around you, I think goes a heck of a long, a long way in, in any business, in the insurance business, serve pro business, financial business, you know, what, whatever it is being involved in your community is important. We can't all just be a giant conglomerate and do everything we want to do on our, on our, on an app on our phone. Right. Gotta That's not it. Take we gotta, we gotta stay within the community as much as we can, which I think is, is, is an important piece of, uh, of, of, of the puzzle. Um, I had a question that I wanted to ask you, but I totally forget where I was going. I, I lost my train of thought, but let's talk about um, the second office that you opened up. So talk about Hackensack, right? Hackensack, Little Ferry, Eatontown, Long Branch. You know, that's like an hour away, hour and a half away. Yeah, you have a good crew up there that that kind of runs the show. You have mark, you have people everywhere. What's how do you have it set up? Yeah, so we opened that office because we had some commercial accounts that we deal with that also had locations in North Jersey, and they were like, John, we wish you know you were closer to some of the facilities that we have up there. So it was natural progression for us to open up that office up there. So we did that. It's going to be uh, three years in October. Nice. Uh, October twenty eighteen is when we opened it up. We have a fantastic crew up there, so it's a whole separate warehouse. The only thing that we don't have there is our admin is all in Eatontown. Right. Uh, that's all centrally located, but we have our production crews up there, have a, a project manager that manages everything up there. Mm-hmm. I go up there myself uh, weekly, and my operations manager goes up there as well, but they're doing a fantastic job. They're growing very quickly. Um, it's a tremendous market up there, uh, underserved in the sense that they're they're – they didn't have good quality restoration up there. So that's one of the okay. reasons that we've grown so quick. So with respect to the commercial accounts, right, we've been, everything we've talked about with the the homes and everything is mostly a reactive business, right? We have a cold spell, things freeze, water everywhere, call ServePro. Fire happens, call ServePro. But on the commercial side of things, you have a proactive approach um, where you work with some of your facilities managers, right? And you yeah. kind of go in, you do surveys of locations. Um, talk to me about how that proactive uh, operation works. Yeah, so how that, that works is, and we see a lot of the commercial accounts, they're proactive, like you said, right? They're thinking ahead. They, they don't want to have any business interruption. They're always thinking, okay, what can I do to protect my business? Right. So to do that, we offer the emergency ready profile. And what it is, is a, it's a plan to help them respond quicker to to a disaster. So they have facility managers at these large properties, but sometimes the facility manager isn't there. The facility manager could be on location or on vacation, not not on location, on vacation. <laughs> so, uh, so what we do is we have our emergency ready profile. We mark the shutoffs for gas, water, and electric, mm-hmm. and we put any kind of contingency plans that they need in there. Sometimes the insurance declaration page. Okay. So if something happens 2.30 in the morning, like, okay, where's their insurance information? It's in the office somewhere, right? We have it right on an app. Mm-hmm. So they can access it at any time. Or if you have somebody, the facility manager's out, nobody knows where the water shutoff is and right. you won't believe how often that happens. <laughs> they can look right on them. We have like a map, a okay. picture of it, tells them exactly where it is. We clearly mark it. So that's a service that we provide to our commercial accounts. I think that's incredible, especially, you know, if you can add the insurance documents into this one place in case of emergency with respect to a map of the facility where the shutoffs are, yeah. the contacts for the gas company, electric company, right? The sprinkler, whoever maintains the sprinkler system, right? Knowing who that's in there. who's responsible for that when when a head goes and, and that needs to be replaced. So those proactive 
um, services obviously help you maintain business. Do you charge for those or are those complimentary? We, we don't. They're complimentary. Okay. I mean, obviously, it costs us money to have the program, house everything, the time, um, but we offer that complimentary. But that helps you at the end of the day. You should get the call when something happens because it, it's just always a when. Exactly. <laughs> something always happens. <laughs> Especially, especially on larger facilities, you know, the bigger they are, the more issues they, they tend to have. Right. So is there anything you won't clean up? Yeah. So that's a good question. So we don't do asbestos. So we don't do asbestos cleanup. Mm -hmm. We don't do lead paint cleanup and we don't do large oil spills. Like we, okay. we do small oil spills, but like if an 18 wheeler, you know, that you see in the highway spills, right. like we don't do that. Got it. But pretty much everything else we've we've done. I mean, I forgot a lot of the crazy stuff that we've done. We've done so much of it. So there's also a period of time, you know, I always, I, I hate talking about COVID, but we can't help but talk about yeah. COVID, right? It was 18 months of our lives. Um, everybody's business was disrupted. Um, SurfPro had a program out for um, uh, proactive cleaning, so to speak, right? Yeah. And sanitizing. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell me about that program. Are you still doing any of that or is that kind of all done for right now? Yeah. So we have still have a couple of people we're doing it for right now. Um, but a lot of it, obviously it, it went way down from, from the height of it. So right. it's called the SurPro certified clean program. We're doing that for some residential properties. The main calls that we got on re residential side was when people had a confirmed case, right? There are people mm -hmm. are living with a family member that has it and they wanted us to come and clean, sanitize. So we were doing that. We were also doing it a lot for businesses, especially essential businesses that didn't that didn't want to shut down. Right. And we had some clients that we were doing it for as soon as COVID started up until last month. So we were doing it for over a year for them. Wow. Um, again, they wanted to keep their employees safe. They don't want to lose productivity. Um, so we were doing a lot of that. Right. So businesses that take that proactive approach to keep things clean and safe, I think is important because we're seeing a lot of activity on some of these insurance policies. Um, still some COVID related claims coming in for, for certain employee employer relationship issues. Um, as we go into our employment practices, liability side of the business, we're seeing an increase in costs significantly because of discrepancies between, you know, COVID safety, COVID not safety, wage and hour related stuff. So there's a lot of things going on between employees and employers right now that it's it's kind of scary being a small business owner uh, in this in this environment because you never know what's going to tick somebody off and what they're going to go and say, yeah. uh, you know, so trying to take that be proactive about your employee management, I think is super important and making sure that everybody's on the same page to the best that people can be. We've been using a software program called Think HR and trying to get ahead of things, helping some small businesses. And this is something we can talk about offline, you know, build their employee handbook, make sure everything is compliant, make sure that all the wage and hour related and, and payment related and training related issues, everything is documented up front. Because if it's not 100% documented, then you have a gap in your program. So for any small business out there, mid-sized business, you know, documenting every policy and procedure, unfortunately, has to be the way uh, for for anything that goes on, especially when employees are out working and they're working on a different kind of clock. They're not coming in nine to five. Your employees could be out in the middle of the night and being able to track that, I think, is super important as, along with workplace safety. Um 
So do you do anything special with respect to workplace safety and keeping your guys safe? You know, what what are some of the things that ServPro helps you with, right? Because being a part of the franchise, yeah. you get a lot of, lot more, lot of extra stuff. Yeah, so especially the type of dirty and sometimes dangerous work we do, you know, that's something that's really important. So what we do is, is we have weekly training that we do with the guys. Mm -hmm. So every Wednesday we get together for a half hour in the morning and we get all of our production uh, technicians together and crew chiefs and we have a different topic. Um, what we do is we do some education with them. We're educating them about certain, say, a new piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. And then we do some safety-related training as well. So that's one thing that we do. As far as resources from Pro Corporate, they do have an HR division right. that helps us with that kind of stuff. Employees handbook, employee handbook, um, different things like that. And they have somebody we can call them whenever we have questions about that type of thing. Perfect. But yeah, especially in, in our business, PPE is so important. It's uh, personal protective equipment. So wearing Tyvek suits, making sure you have uh, work boots with uh, steel toe, um, using eye protection, gloves, respirator. Mm -hmm. So that's training that we do with every new team member that we bring on. So they know exactly how to use what they, what we give them, how to clean it, all that kind of stuff. That's great. You know, workplace safety is definitely, you know, number one in, in my book for any, any business, keeping your employees safe, keeping the job site safe. And it's tough in your situation, especially if you're going into a fire where there's no lights, we're using yeah. flashlights, there's boards everywhere. So you don't know if you're going to step on a nail at any given minute. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of wild what you do, but as the insurance guy, you know, we're thankful that you're there to do that because one of the things that we, we advise people is to, you know, prevent further loss, right? Yeah. Mitigate your damage, stop things, get things not necessarily fully put back together, but prevent, additional damage from happening, bringing ServPro in to make sure the water is cleaned up so that nothing else happens, so that there's no more smoke and fire damage, removing all the debris from the site is all, these are all things that are important of moving forward. And it's all about documenting and ServPro does a great job and John's team does a great job of making sure that everything is documented because at the end of the day, that invoice, that document is going to go back to the insurance company yeah. for reimbursement. So you're going to get paid for that. And the homeowner is going to sign off on it to make sure everything, you know, kind of matches out and it is what it is, but it's super important to prevent further damage from happening. And that's even that's in the insurance contract to make sure that you, you know, stop future loss, mitigate further damage from, from happening. Yeah. With that response time is key. So that's why we answer our phone at 2.30 in the morning. Right. You know, if somebody has a water damage and they let it sit, the longer they let it sit, the more what we call secondary damage is gonna happen. So the water is gonna creep further, affect other areas of the, of the structure. Maybe they have really nice custom cabinets and then the water, if you don't get there soon enough, it's gonna go underneath those cabinets. So response time is super important uh -huh. uh, on both residential and commercial. Um, yeah, so that that's something that we really, really focus on. That's awesome. And the second, what was the second part of your question? I don't remember. <laughs> you know, making sure everything is documented, right? Having everything yes. well documented, yes. use software for that. I don't know if it's the Xactimate software, if you use something similar. That's for our estimating. So we right. use that for our estimating uh, software. And then we have something called Drybook that we use. Because like you said, with the insurance company, insurance company is just not going to write us a check because <laughs> somebody said Surpro was out there. Right. We have to have pictures. We have to have moisture readings. We have 
uh, each crew that goes out, they have different meters that they bring out with them, a, a case mm-hmm. uh, with the meters in it. And that case is over $3,000 worth of meters. It's because that's what the insurance company wants to right. make sure we document everything the right way. And we even have this 360 degree camera called the Matterport. We put oh, in the structure. Nice. So it takes a 360 degree scan. You can walk, actually walk through the structure with, you know, on your computer and see everything on there. So documentation is super important. That's helpful, helpful for the insurance companies too. If they can see the 360 of everything going on, and get all these reports in good detail. And then you also have relationships with certain claims adjusters, um, you know, throughout the years where, you know, it's helpful to work together, right? We don't want to work against each other. We all want to work together Absolutely. to ultimately get the home or the facility rebuilt and back in production or back in living condition. So, John, I appreciate you coming uh, on the show today. Uh, it was great to have you. Great to connect. Great to catch up on everything going on. And uh, let's go have a pint. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Aaron. You got it. Appreciate it.